Welcome to the Spirited Advocate Podcast, brought to you by the Distilled Spirits Council of the United States, the leading voice for the distilled spirits industry. Now your host, Chris Swanger. Welcome back to the Spirited Advocate Podcast, conversations with people who make the spirits industry much more than what's in your glass. I'm Chris Swanger, President and CEO of the Distilled Spirits Council of the United States. Today, we have a special guest with us, the ultra-talented mixologist and winner of Netflix Drink Masters, Lauren L.P. Paler O'Brien. With over a decade of experience in the industry, LP has earned numerous accolades in addition to running her own company's LP Drinks Company and Focus on Health. In this episode, we'll be talking to Lauren about her journey of becoming one of the most renowned mixologists, her approach to cocktails, and her insights in the future of the industry, including low and low ABV drink trends. Welcome, Lauren. Lauren, thank you for being here and Happy New Year to everybody. First of all, some celebrations are in order. A big congratulations to you on becoming the ultimate drink master on the show Drink Masters. What a major accomplishment. So to start things off, I mean, just congratulations. To start things off, can you tell us a little bit about your journey? How you became a bartender, how you ended up running your own companies and businesses, up drinks company and focus on health. Tell us the Lauren story and congratulations again. Thank you, Chris. Excited to be here. I definitely did not pursue food and beverage as a career initially with this idea in mind being that I'd be here where I am today. I had an entire career in nursing prior to delving into the beverage side. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And I actually frequented a bar quite often and would go there to just do my homework because my best friend worked as a server. So I go there. I was very accustomed to very noisy establishments growing up with seven siblings. And yeah, I would just do my homework. And one day really just started paying a little bit more attention to what the bartenders were doing and uh, grew a genuine appreciation for what they did because they were so hospitable, so knowledgeable, so kind. And, you know, I went up to the owner one day and was like, hey, will you hire me? I want to do that. It looks awesome. Lauren, you're almost like at home in a bar a little bit. I mean, that sounds kind of, if you would go there and study and hang out, right? It was just an environment that was natural for you, right? All your brothers and sisters? Yeah, it just felt like home. I think that's a huge component and a very important aspect about the food and beverage industry. It should feel like a very comfortable space, a very inviting space. And they did such a great job in welcoming me every time I came in and not always to buy things, which was the most important part. They were still very kind in that regard. So yeah, I, I delved into it and tried to learn as much as I can, establishing an understanding of wine, beer, cocktails, storytelling. And fast forward to current day, I own LP Drinks, which houses focus on health, which is a health and wellness advocacy company that really, really tries to find programs and resources for the food and beverage industry. LP Drinks, which is event production and bar consulting, coming out with a dinner series this month in January called Bodega Culture, really inspired by my experience on the show 
And I'm really excited about that. I get to partner with some really amazing chefs that will have more details in the next few weeks. And yeah, the last part of that is cocktails and comedy, which is pretty much an extension of my experience on Drinkmasters as well. And I'm quite excited about what I've ended up doing. And my goodness, you ended up winning. What did you have to do to prep for the filming? I mean, this was all new territory for you, right? You know, what was your mentality going into the competition, right? The competition was tight, right? It was tough. It was very tough. So prior to going into the competition, we were essentially placed in a position where it was like, hey, be familiar with clarification, be familiar with how to do X, Y, Z. No specifics by any means. Going into every challenge was still very challenging. But what I did was I spent a lot of time just studying and trying to map out as many different scenarios as I could to be as successful as I possibly could be. I spent a lot of time in the library while we were filming as well. I just got a library card in Toronto and was like, there's this resource that I can utilize. Why not utilize it? And I learned a lot about myself along the way, my interest. I really love that storytelling aspect. The innovation aspect also for me is is so important and so cool. I'm always trying to figure out ways to just really lean into an experience for our guests, right? I want to make sure that the people who come to my pop-ups and my events or the bartenders that I have an opportunity to chat with and talk to can really just be a little bit more forward-thinking and a little bit more innovative with the way that they tell their stories, the techniques that they utilize, really placing emphasis on having a reason for doing everything that we do with the drinks that we make. What was one of the favorite drinks that you mixed up to win? So I made a cocktail in episode two called Everything But the Alley Cat, which is actually a big inspiration for my dinner series, Bodega Culture. So that cocktail really embodied lived experience. I didn't realize how impactful and how influential that would be to the people who were watching the show. But I had a flood of like positive and uplifting messages about that episode and how it really resonated with people from New York, the Bronx, Puerto Rico, and just people who have been to bodegas. So the dinner series is really embodying that, really like taking it back to our roots and celebrating something that, you know, we can sometimes take for granted, just going to bodega, getting a sandwich or coffee, right? And just having fun with it. It's about living life to the fullest. So tell us about LP Drinks Company, where you provide a one-stop shop, right? For all the spirit and brandy needs, from bartender services to cocktail classes, brand strategy, even beverage program consulting, you do it all. What initially inspired you to start your own company? Yeah, so I started LP Drinks about 2016 unofficially. And it was actually one of those things where a lot of peers were like, you should have an LLC as a beverage professional, become a little bit more knowledgeable about the ways you can really utilize this to your advantage, right? And I was like, okay, I don't really understand what the reason for this is, but I'll do it. And along the way, what I realized is when I spent a lot more time figuring out what I loved so much about this industry and the ways I could give back, take that knowledge that I gained and really pay it forward, or even more importantly, like, just really was able to focus on the things I loved about service. I love about cocktails. I love about education. I was really, truly able to curate and create a very different experience. And so leading into all of those things I loved about the aspects of working in food and beverage, I figured, well, why not create a company that allows me to do that, right? On a day-to-day. And yeah, so I spent a lot of time working with brands to really find ways we can tell these stories and connect it with bartenders and the consumer to gain a better 
their understanding of what their mission is, what their messaging is, and educate them on the product. I think the most important thing about that is there are a lot of NA products. There are a lot of beers and wines and spirits, but if we don't place a little bit more emphasis on their story, how they're created, it doesn't really help anyone purchasing their product. So yeah, that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. And ultimately tell those stories, right? And help brands do that. Yeah. So I love this. Your other project, Focus on Health. I bartended in the past, waited tables and all that type of stuff. And they're late nights, typically long nights and limited sleep. You've got to navigate all of that. So it's a wellness programming for the bartender community just to have a balanced lifestyle, right? So could you elaborate on that? And thank you for launching that as well. Yeah, no, thank you. So this company, actually, the idea for it was developed by my partner, Alex Jump, during the Most Imaginative Bartender competition back in 2019. And she pitched this idea. The competition focuses on what is your creative outlet outside of bartending? And she said, you know, it's advocating for taking better care of myself. And in 2020, the competition was over. She was awarded the award specifically for the business concept, which is amazing. And I reached out to her and said, hey, like I'm doing something similar right now, like health and wellness. And this was during the peak of COVID. And I was like, what are you planning to do with this company? And she's like, I don't know. I have to go and work service tomorrow. I had just gotten laid off of work. And I was like, well, I have time. So I'd love to partner with you on this if you want to like actually do something with it. And so I did. And we launched virtually and we had all of our programming virtually for about a year and a half. And it was so impactful and so powerful to be able to collaborate with health and wellness professionals to create this programming that food and beverage employees could take advantage of. Additionally, to partner with food and beverage employees who found other things as outlets. So we were working with bartenders who also were yoga instructors and bartenders who loved to cycle. And they were helping us curate this amazing programming. Yeah. And in current day, Alex really leads all the brand partnerships that we have. Joshua Gandy, who lives in Columbus, Ohio, has a podcast called No Proof that talks about sobriety in this industry, which is such a sensitive topic. And we have an amazing team that's working really hard to just trying to find outlets for individuals because there's so many ways that we can even just begin to start taking care of ourselves. No doubt about it. Looking to grow your brands? Get the brands in front of more than 200,000 bar, restaurant, and retail buyers with Provi, the largest e-commerce marketplace for beverage alcohol. Brands of all sizes use Provi to market their beer, wine, and spirits to capture the awareness of over 200,000 trade buyers who use Provi's marketplace to discover and purchase wholesale products online. Showcase your products in the marketplace, tell the brand story, drive conversation with high intent and buyers, and access B2B purchasing insights all in one place. Get with Provi, a proud partner member of the Distilled Spirits Council. To learn more, check out www.provi.com forward slash discus, D-I-S-C-U-S. What's your take on, obviously, anytime 
related to alcohol. It's about moderation, a balanced lifestyle, and responsibility. Could you elaborate on that and your perspective on that? Because that is key, right? Yeah, I think you hit all the marks. And I think the best and most important thing to say in regards to this is that with focus on health, we acknowledge we are bartenders, we are beverage professionals. So we do place a huge emphasis on collaboration with professionals outside of our field who do focus on health and wellness, who do know their industry very well. And we just act as a conduit to really connect what we know is best need it for our sector. And we let them do their thing because they're the experts. But I think you hit all the marks. For me, it really is placing emphasis on the fact that there are ways to enjoy imbibing that do not have to involve overconsumption. There are ways to be involved and partake in all of these amazing activations and events that occur and still be present. And, you know, if we're coping with overconsumption, that there are outlets and resources and programs that we can take advantage of. And I think it just starts with asking the questions, why are we doing this or why am I doing this? Or if there are signs that something isn't really resonating with us or we're not taking care of ourselves to the best of our ability, there are ways to take the first step to do the right thing for us. And it's been amazing. It's really cool to hear everyone's stories. Truly. I mean, the the only way and the best way to enjoy a great cocktail is in moderation and mix it with food, right? Drink water, and just enjoy yourself and relax for those who choose to enjoy and vibe in a great cocktail, right? Okay, so I got an expert on the line right now. What trends are you seeing in the spirit sector? What's coming down the pipe? You got your finger on the pulse of anything interesting? Interesting question. I think that we're going to see a lot more non-alcoholic cocktails trending, which is a really beautiful thing. I think Mm -hmm. for us at Focus on Health, we actually have a really amazing program called NOLO. Places emphasis on exactly what we were just talking about, which is being present in the moment really taking the time to enjoy the flavors that cocktails have to offer. And then additionally, placing emphasis on the space, the environment, the vibe, connection, human connection. And I hope to see more of that. I think additionally, we'll see agave spirits continue to be on the rise. There's been a lot of emphasis placed on agave production and maintenance and how the agave industry in general obviously plays a huge influence if they're ethically growing their crops and harvesting them to produce their products. Ultimately, in years to come, if that will continue to be a sustainable product and market, right? So I think those two things for me are certainly trending. I'm sure there are plenty of other trends happening, but I'm excited to see in regards to all of the amazing companies that are doing great work with Agave and organizations and individuals doing great work with NA, what continues to happen. It's exciting, such an exciting time for our industry. Now, everybody, Amanda Victoria, Symphony and Company. I love, she's one of my favorite people, the passion and all of the above. Yeah. Could you elaborate on you working with Amanda and the team with their great cocktails? So exciting. And they're having great success. 
Yeah, I'm really excited to be an official shareholder of Symphony, which is a an award-winning canned cocktail that has rye whiskey, wildflower honey, lemon juice, and carbonation soda water. And so good. Yeah. So good. So good. It's really good. B Corp certified organization, which means that every year they donate 2% of what they make to nonprofit organizations that focus on giving back to the environment. And I was really ecstatic and excited to have an opportunity to be a part of what they're doing really redefining the way that we drink, placing a bit more emphasis on the power that consumers have when making a choice to purchase a product. And I think that's such a powerful message. And why not purchase something that's also delicious? So I'm really excited for what's to come. I'm excited to be a part of the team and hopefully I'll have more to say the next time I'm on here. And Lauren, they do a lot, one little thing, they do a lot in support of bees, right? Oh my gosh, yes. Because of the honey production and all of the above. It is just, it's an awesome platform. And Amanda is one of the, well, she is an emerging star within our industry. So thank you for helping her with that. What do you think about the future of the industry, the cocktail industry? And how do you see yourself contributing to it? The cocktail industry, I think in regards to having a show like Drink Masters just launch, I think the possibilities are quite endless. It was the first time we had an opportunity to truly showcase on the back end what we do on a day-to-day. And I think that's a pretty powerful moment and message. It's it's quite pivotal, right? If we think about it. And my hope is that we can continue to be in spaces and places that are showcased on large platforms like that. We can continue to have individuals who are game changers and up and coming and really place emphasis on the power that they have, which is why everything I do is all about giving back. It's really about giving people power and really placing emphasis on the influence that they have with everything that they do, the way that they think, the way that they move, the way that they operate. I just did a pop-up last night. The way that I structure my pop-ups is that I come in and I provide education to all of the staff members on the different techniques that I do on my cocktails. I do not go behind the bar and bartend, not because I think I'm better than, but because that platform is for them and not for me. I host, I want that stage to be for them. That is their time to shine. And what I realized is a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want the drink if you didn't make it. And it's like, I, I take the time to explain this. It's like, you know, I took the time to show them how to do this. These are all my cocktails. Yeah. This is their time. So we want to support them and encourage them and provide them with their opportunity because I've already had mine. So I think it's a really beautiful thing if we put a little bit more intention and thought into the way that we structure things in this manner and really just continue to pay it forward. We're going to make such a difference. So I certainly see that continuing to happen for this industry. And I'm really hoping that we can continue to showcase these shining stars and rising stars and communities like the Bronx who don't necessarily get the limelight or the platform to showcase what they do because they're doing such amazing things. Totally, totally. Well, thank you for doing that. Now, I mean, you've got so many industry accolades, including Dame Hall of Fame, wine enthusiast, 40 under 40, and even being an official bartender for this year's Emmy Awards. Yeah. So what advice would you give to aspiring mixologists? Because you've got a great roadmap for success. I would say the best advice if I went back to when I was starting is don't let anyone dim your light. It sometimes feels lonely. I think the biggest lesson I learned is that it's really important to be surrounded by people who are 
truly your people who truly love you and authentically care for you and do everything in your power to continue to uplift others. Lean into that positivity. There's a lot to be proud of. Be present in the moment because it can be overwhelming, but it's such a beautiful thing. I love that, Lauren. The quote, don't let anyone dim your light. I mean, that those are words to live by every day. And it happens from time to time, right? Be positive and keep looking ahead and doing your thing, right? And surround yourself with great people that believe in that positivity, right? Exactly. Now, if anybody wants to claim that they've had a cocktail from the ultimate, the ultimate drink master, where should they visit in Washington, D.C.? Because I'm going to have to go there and kick it up a notch. This is actually my favorite question. So one of the interesting things about this is that I don't own a bar or work at a bar currently. And I have been working on so many projects with multiple things in mind, but leading with this idea of innovation and storytelling to ultimately make a a huge impact on the way that people really view the food and beverage industry. And I say all that to say, right now, I feel that the influence I have is with teaching bartenders. So right now with my pop-up series and dinner series, those are really great opportunities to get a chance to kind of see what I'm doing, what I'm up to in the communities that I'm working with. That happens in DC, but pretty much nationally and globally at this point. So continue to follow me on my social media handles, as well as my website. I'm always posting where I'll be, but uh, I'm dedicated to doing at least one pop-up in DC a month. So you'll definitely see me in DC doing things. Out and about, out and about, right? Absolutely. And Lauren, you've met so many, so many, so many people within the industry and all of the above. Is is there one person, one person that you would like to have a cocktail with that you haven't had that opportunity yet? How about that? That's a great question. I don't, I actually, you know, I... (sighs) Anybody famous? Michael Jordan? I would love to have a cocktail with Michelle Obama. She had an interview the other day that I was watching and she's just so poised and always knows exactly what to say. And I think her lived experience is certainly, she has a lot to teach. I have a lot to learn. And I think that'd be a really great chat over a cocktail. My favorite Michelle Obama quote is, when they go low, we go high. And that is such a profound, profound statement. And I try to live by that. And thanks to her. So that's a good one. That's a good one. She's always honest, too. And I appreciate that about her. A hundred percent. Well, thank you, Lauren. This has been awesome. And thank you for all you do for the mixologist community and for bartenders. I mean, they are literally the heart and soul of our industry and for your leadership and your passion, your wellness program and all of the above. It is a privilege to have you as part of this industry and you're a nurse to boot. So if if I got I, I got an ankle pop or something, I can call you as well. So you're a awesome, fascinating uh, person and the best of the best in the industry. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's all about the bartenders. That's what I'm here for. I'd like to give a big thank you to the one and only Lauren Taylor O'Brien for joining us today to talk a little bit about the incredible work that she's doing in the spirits industry. If you're interested in learning more about LP and her work, check out her company's LP Drinks Company and Focus on Health and follow her on social media. 
I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of the Spirited Advocate podcast. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe to the show so you'll never miss an episode. I'm Chris Swanger, and this has been the Spirited Advocate podcast brought to you by the Distilled Spirits Council of the United States. 